What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you all doing out there in quarantine land? You know, God is good, and uh, we've got a lot of love in our house, so and a lot of food, so yes, you know, food. complaints. <laughs> no re real reason to complain. I'll say that. That's You're great. Very I, I'm sorry, and I saw the video you all did with your adorable daughter Sophie. Um, <laughs> stay at home in the medley. How did you guys decide to do that? It was so adorable. Oh, thank you. Um, that was oh, so you know what what happened is. We, so we have some friends who are also singers and songwriters and they have a family, Johnny Swim, Abner and Amanda Ramirez. And so they did this this thing with um, some company that they work with. And basically they have a song called Home and they sang that that song and added some new lyrics and had some footage or whatever. And we thought, oh, this is inspiring. And it's it's hopefully giving people a, a more hopeful, um, joyful perspective on this reality that we we should and, and then encouraging people to stay at home right. um so that we can get a handle on this virus and keep as many people healthy as possible so it's like hey you know what why not use the gifts and the talents that we have and our passion and joy uh, to hopefully try and do that for, for others that's awesome and i know like even some of your family members were dealing with this virus is everyone doing well or better now Oh, praise God. Yes, everyone is um, doing great. You know, we have this family Zoom every Saturday and uh, my uncle was um, hospitalized for, gosh, I think probably about 10 days. Um, but he has, thank God, recovered. And we're really, really grateful for that. Um, and at the same time, we realize that's not everybody's uh, reality. Um, and some people are having to make the very difficult uh, journey of saying goodbye to loved ones through windows or from afar, not being able to say goodbye at all. And that is truly, truly heartbreaking. And so while we are happy to have, you know, our uncle with us healthy and recovered, um, we're also very mindful and prayerful for all those families um, that, are, that are really struggling and battling and kind of trying to find some peace and comfort as their loved ones have passed away. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I know like within the Church of God in Christ, there have been a lot of deaths, um, very notable deaths. So it is a blessing to be able to still have your family with you um, and to recover. And speaking of your families, both of you actually come from very musical families. So Juan, the legendary Winans family. Lisa, your mom was a director of the Fish Jubilee Singers. I mean, very yeah. musical. Did you all think that Growing up, okay, I'm definitely going into music, or were you trying to run away and it kind of caught you? Um, I wasn't trying to run away. I, I really, from the time I was five, I wanted to be a doctor, and I wrote my first song at five. And so I think those two, like, tracks kind of, uh, those were my two tracks that I thought my life would go on. And of course, you know, um, music, I feel like God chose me for music. I wanted to go into medicine. Um, but my mom, I think, prayed me out of that and prayed, prayed the music, uh, you know, pulled for that. So um, basically, I remember we went to a DC Talk concert when I was, gosh, probably 15 or 16. And up until then, I'd really been, you know, kind of fighting it. But we saw the impact that they had on, you know, everybody from age nine to 90. And my sisters and I just said, okay, Lord, if this is what you want us to do, you know, this is what we'll do. And it's been the most joyous, uh, joyful um, and rewarding yes that, you know, we've ever given. 
Awesome. Outside of being married and, and, and to Juan, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I, um, I, was, I had a, not quite the same experience. I, um, music was always around. I think we, I spent a lot of time in the studio, sleeping in the studio <laughs> in recording sessions. Um, but it was never something I wanted to do. And the first time I was ever in the studio was for a project. And I was probably about my daughter's age now, which was probably eight or nine. And I ended up singing and it was, I mean, it was terrifying. I really hated it. <laughs> and I kind of, in that moment, remember thinking, I never want to do this again. But then, you know, you fast forward 10 years and I really started to feel the call of God and, and I knew I could do it. Uh, but then God kind of brought along the passion and the purpose in it. And I just said, yes, like Lisa said, yeah, let's do it. And within a year, I think maybe a year and a half or so, we had a record deal. We were working with amazing songwriters and producers. And so God really opened up a lot of doors for us after we said, yeah, we'll do this um, as Wine and Space too. Awesome. Now, how did working in your groups and your family, so Out of Eden and then Wine and Space too, how did that prepare you for the two of you working together musically? So I think it, I think it prepared us um, in great ways and created some challenges in some ways because we all had our dynamics and our structures that we kind of are coming um, into this working environment with. Um, so for instance, you know, my sisters, um, we get along really, really well, but we also had moments where we would argue right before stepping on the stage. <laughs> you know, have to get on stage and wiping away, you know, tears, but that was our relationship. Most of the time it was great, um, but we all also had our roles in different, you know, I was more, you know, the producer and songwriter. Um, Andrea was more audience engagement and Danielle did our merchandise and our choreography. Um, so we all had our roles and uh, Juan and I, we do a lot of the same thing. We're both songwriters, we're both producers. So while I think we, um, our experience has really um, made us great fits, we also have had to learn, okay, well, how do, you know, the give and take. Same thing that you learn in marriage, we've had to kind of relearn it um, as the duet. And it's been challenging, but also really rewarding. And um, I think we're creating some really beautiful music as a result of it. Great. And I agree. And speaking of creating um, great music, I want to talk about your single. It belongs to me. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about that creative process. Who wrote it? Why did you feel like this should be the next single for the two of you? Uh, it belongs to me has been quite an amazing journey. It's been fun. It's been it's kind of pulled on our faith at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but probably in like August of 2018, uh, we were, had just led worship in New York, and we live in D.C., and we were driving home, and I just got this mel melody, and it felt like it really, and this probably sounds cliche, but it just felt like it descended. Like, it was just there. It, a lot of it was, I didn't have to work for it. The melody came. A lot of the, the words came kind of all at once. And then, you know, got home, played around with it, took it to Lisa, said oh okay and then she brought her ideas filled it out more and then um you know as we started to think about this i can just recall being in the car in that initial moment and hearing my uncle's voice sing this song my uncle marvin mm -hmm. and and at that point i didn't really pay a lot of attention to it because i love his voice so much <laughs> that we i just kind of hear him singing everything like i want to hear him sing this song or that song how would it sound if, if uncle marvin was singing this 
And so I kind of talked it up as that. But as we started to write it and it started to take shape, um, I still heard his voice singing it. And so we sent it to him. Uh, and over the course of a few months, he came back and said, you know, man, I love this song. And, uh, and I said, well, will you sing it with us? And he said, yes. And that was like, oh, yes, this is amazing. It's a dream come true, really. And I think some people would probably assume, well, it's their uncle. Of course, he's singing on it. But it's not really like that. We, you know, we have so much respect and admiration for who, who he is outside of our uncle, um, what he's brought to music, what he brings to the kingdom of God, his accomplishments, um, his talent, his anointing. And so in all of that, we're just really grateful to be working with him. And of course, it's amazing to work with family in this capacity and to like see his creative process, to be in the studio with him was all pretty awesome and mind blowing. And then, uh, and, and so we sat down with him. He pitched in lyrics and arrangements and wrote with us. And then we brought Aaron Lindsay in at the end. And of course, he's a genius and he's brilliant. He has this amazing sound. And so he brought um, his A game. And I think that that is the culmination. And that's what you hear in the song. That's awesome. So you, working with your uncle is not something that you automatically assume. It's just something that you kind of, like how often have you asked your uncle to, or any of your relatives to work with you in the past? <laughs> so I have never asked. So let me tell you a story about Uncle Pina. Well, let's just keep it Pastor Marvin. <laughs> Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, let me tell you a story about Bishop. There we go. Um, just so nobody gets confused, like, who is Peanut? Who is he talking about? So in 2006, I was in Nashville. My uncle came to, or 2005, came to Nashville. He was working with Tommy Sims, who's an amazing songwriter, producer, friend of ours, friend of our family. And he got in the car and he played me a song he had just worked on with Tommy in the studio. But he got out and he left the CD in the car. Mm -hmm. So I went in the house and I put it into my computer, my setup, and I pulled the audio off and I laid a bunch of arrangement like harmonies, backgrounds, and all this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> he has no idea I'm doing this. And then when I saw him, I played it for him. And I'm thinking he's he, there's a good chance he's going to be like, how dare you add stuff to my song? Mm -hmm. But when he heard it, he encouraged me in a way that I still don't think he realizes. He said, Juan, this is amazing. And even more, I'm just so impressed that you took the initiative to do this. That's the only time I've worked with him. And then he brought me in the studio, laid the, the backgrounds for that song. But that's the only time outside of It Belongs to Me that I've worked with him, um, if I can recall, in the, in the studio. I've been around, you know, as he's writing and doing his thing. But this is like, it belongs to me as an absolute dream come true to have him on a song that started with us um, and to have him just make it so amazing. Wow, that makes it even more special. And, you know, it is a powerful song. I just love the way it builds and it's very encouraging. Um, and in this time where we're all going through a pandemic, um, how do you think that a song like this can help people get through this pandemic that we're like, experiencing? Well, I think one of the, um, most necessary things that we need right now is perspective. Um, I, you know, it's something that we're teaching our daughter. It's something that we have to remind ourselves of every day is what are we going to choose to focus on? What are we going to choose to believe? Uh, what are we going to choose to meditate on? And I think this song gives us a perspective 
um, that we need right now, that faith, that hope, that healing, that joy, that peace, it belongs to us. The, the idea that God is in control and that he has promises and purposes, a purpose for our life um, keeps us going when we're stuck inside. And we, you know, sometimes I get up and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like Groundhog Day. What do I do today? And then you're just kind of staring into space, like, what do I do? But but the but the knowing that God is a purpose for me, knowing that He has something ordained for me to do each day, um, is what drives me. Um, if you're sick, you know, there's an amazing uh, ad lib that uh, that Pastor Marvin did, Bishop Marvin did. Um, if if I feel a little sick in my body, healing is mine. And so, you know, he talks about peace. Um, and when you're, you know, you get a little cough and you're like, oh, oh God, is that is that the Rona? What is that? You know, it's just like, no, I am healed. You know, the blood of Jesus. And so this song um, has just been really encouraging. And I think it's joyful. I think um, the 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 presence of God is there, thankfully. And uh, I think it just takes you into a place where you can really commune with God and, and be in his presence and um, just have that proper perspective that we need. That's awesome. Now, is this song going to be a part of a larger EP or album that we can expect soon? Yes. Yeah, so one of the, you know, one of those purpose things that, you know, we have to do every day is write. Um, we are uh, in the process of writing for our first full-length uh, project. We put out a Christmas EP, A Little Soul for Christmas, um, but this is the first project, uh, joint project that we're doing, full-length project. Um, so this song is the precursor, it's basically the first single um, off of that project. So we're awesome. very excited about that. And should we expect that like in the fall, the winter, or maybe summer? Late, late summer, we grinding right now. I'm excited for this. I'm waiting for come it. On, you know, you know, we got to get you some heat for the summer. We can't come let you on, come on with it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, no, no. We got some bangers coming. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to it. I need it. I need something encouraging for the summer after being locked up all this time. <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm thinking, man, what kind of, I mean, you know, pure, pure first world problems, but man, these masks are going to leave a very interesting tan on, on our faces. <laughs> exactly. We have a raccoon face. What's happening? I got to get outside. So yes, we need some, we need some bangers to get us through. Awesome. Now you all appear on Songland this season with the boys. Yeah. How was that? How, how did that go? What did you learn from that experience? So that was an amazing, amazing experience. You know, we had, we had um, submitted to be on the show before and we found out at the very last minute that our song wasn't chosen. And, you know, it was a, uh, it was disappointing, of course, um, but we tried again. You know, it's like if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off. <laughs> you just, we did that. And, uh, and to know that we were paired with um, Boys to Men, we actually didn't even find uh, that out until we were, in Los Angeles meeting with the producers and they told us and it was just like oh this is amazing this is a group that we have both admired um, for such a long time they're legends uh, so to be able to present a song to them was just incredible and to work with um, the producers on the show they're all amazing songwriters they have such a great energy everybody was just everybody was just so kind and so encouraging and the premise of the show is really elevating the songwriter and peeling the curtain back to see what that process is like and um they really honored that it wasn't 
you know, there was no drama. It wasn't catty. It was truly about um, finding and discovering the best song and giving songwriters a, a platform and a place to shine. So it was an honor to be a part of it. Awesome. When does that air? When does your episode air? Do you know? So we're, we're not 100% sure, but we think our episode is airing May 25th. Okay. So that's the, that's the latest that we have is May 25th. So All right, we'll keep that. I cannot wait. <laughs> awesome. Well, so we at um, Amble TV, we're a sermon network, live sermon network. And so we always like to ask our guests, what, who are some of the, your favorite preachers? I feel like I already know one. <laughs> <laughs> who are some of your favorite preachers or those who really inspired, encouraged you along the way? Other than obviously Bishop Marvin L. Winans. Well, you know, you, you said it. I remember when Juan and I just started dating and we drove to Detroit for the watch night service. Um, and I was just, I had never uh, been in his church, um, but I was just blown away. I knew him as a, as an artist, but to see the capacity in which he operates as a preacher was just above and beyond. Um, so absolutely him. Um, it's really interesting because I feel like in this time, we're actually going to church more um, than normal. Like we'll watch, you know, Archer, our pastor, uh, Pastor Brett Fuller. We'll watch, you know, Bishop Jakes. Uh, we'll watch Pastor Stephen Furtick. Um, and it's just been really a, a unique time to kind of soak in the word of God. And so that's been um, one of the highlights, I think, um, of this quarantine is just being able to take time to get you know all this word in uh yeah so bishop um uncle marvin that's certainly one but you know i love td jakes man <laughs> td <TD laughs> jakes td jakes can preach about anything <laughs> and it's, it's, it's gonna be like a revelation 18 revelations in you know three words in the scripture it's just amazing when you see someone who is naturally gifted, uh, talented as a speaker, uh, anointed by God, and then just well studied and prepared. And seeing those things, just even outside of the, the context of preaching, if you can take those things and those principles and apply them to whatever it is God has called you to do, you can be excellent. And so the preparation, the, the natural raw talent um, and then the study and the anointing is just, I love sitting back and watching him preach and just be right in his sweet spot. It's amazing. I agree. Bishop Jakes is definitely up there. And so is your, your pastor, actually, Brett Fuller, who I've attended Grace Covenant Church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, he's awesome. Brett, Brett, pastor Brett is amazing and he's an amazing man as well. It's been great to just do life with him and have him as a mentor as a pastor and and uh and as a friend yeah. um and so you know we we love multicultural church i love but you know i do love a nice b3 too so <laughs> Mr. Jakes get a little excited he gets a holler and i'm like yes do that yes <laughs> well thank you so much for your time and for speaking with me i appreciate it oh uh, thank you so much brooke we really appreciate it stay encouraged and stay safe thank you you too stay safe please stay in, like you said stay at home Yes, and stay home. Stay home. <laughs>